Welcome, folks, back to Shift Ender Podcast. Got uh, Morton in the studio with me today. We're going to talk about what makes good partners and what makes bad partners. So stay tuned. Alrighty, folks. Here's Morton. We're going to talk about what we think about makes good partners and bad partners. So in this job, your partner can just about make or break a shift. That is so, so very true. I mean, I've always said myself that I could I could work with anybody for 24 hours, but I've kind of cut that down to maybe like six-ish. <laughs> <laughs> As the older I've gotten, the less my nerves can handle just about anybody for 24 hours. But Yeah, when I was, when I was part-time and I was doing the partner of the day thing, I'd have to kind of create a list of a of a no-go and try to you know take a look at the schedule and try to avoid certain people just because they would make the shift so dang irritating (laughs) and long i'm gonna put you with such and such today you know i'm not feeling that great i think i might be coming down with something (laughs) i think i just did something in my pants and i gotta go home now oh i forgot uh today's i had a colonoscopy schedule i'm gonna have to go yeah so one of the things that uh that I like about a good partner is uh, they know how to go with the flow of things. They don't uh, squirrel out on everything, you know, like I, I just assume you didn't squirrel out on anything, but you know, you get a low blood sugar and somebody's like peeing their pants. They're so excited or worried or scared. Throwing the glucometer across the room. Good Lord. Cause you know? that makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. People that can get their crap together is a, it's a whole different ball game to me. I mean, I've worked with some new people that just absolutely scare you to death with their driving and how excited they are. I mean, we could go on something that's, you know, somebody's having some trouble breathing or something, and you know, COPD exacerbation, you know, but we're there and we're treating it. And then they get up front and they act like it's like it's still an emergency. It's like mm-hmm. taking curves on two wheels. Yeah, like, dude, you can slow down. We're good. You yeah. know, we, we got this. And all this stuff I've got on them back here, that's uh, to treat them. When I've observed other crews, it seems like if one person's squirrely, whether it's the EMT or a medic, it really doesn't matter. It's actually better for them if the other person is also squirrely because when you're out of balance, I mean, it's like Star Wars. It just doesn't work. You know, you have to have balance and force. <laughs> so you better yeah. both be chill or both be squirrely. Two squirrels can go on the same truck, but you you know, you always know which truck that is because it's the one that has to call for backup or a supervisor or police every or whatever shift. every single shift it's like and it's every call they go on is law enforcement routes like you know you don't you don't need it on every single call you go on so you mentioned the driving and this is a big one and when we have uh when we're kind of training somebody new or whatever i'll always tell them there's nothing that'll anger a partner quicker than you driving like a bat out of hell and scaring them half to death. Yeah, I, the older I've gotten, the less I like to drive fast, that is for sure, but I dang sure don't want you driving fast with my butt in the back. Mm-hmm. This makes it so much more stressful. <laughs> Another good quality of a, of, a, of a good partner is a sense of humor. And not just like, you know, can make a joke or take a joke, but I'm talking about a sick sense of humor because that's <laughs> the kind helps. of stuff that we have. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know, we we make fun of that. This is how we cope with things. You all know this, but I mean, you you make jokes that are would considered be inappropriate in, in most certain circles. I mean, you're not going to go to church and tell the same stories and jokes that no. you do here at the dumb no. truck. I mean, that would just be uh, people couldn't handle that. They would think, what in the world is wrong with these people? 
And in case our uh, dozens and dozens of listeners haven't noticed yet, we take sarcasm to a whole new level. Speaking of our dozens and dozens of listeners now, we are now international. That's right. I'd like to say a big thank you to whoever was in Canada and listened to this, because, hey there, don't you know, we're we're happy to have you. Another good... uh, good quality for a partner is, is you can form a general routine with that person you know like uh morton and i we when we get on the truck i get like the vent stuff and all that crap and the narcs and i get that stuff put away and then at the same time he's going through and storing all the crap that we have and then like looking for the things that are missing i know it's hard to believe but things show up missing a lot two electro packs is enough for 24 hours, yeah, oh, that should be plenty. plenty. Yeah. I mean, and a blanket, One blanket. in January, it's yeah. plenty. But um, you know, while he's doing that kind of stuff, I, I I take the tablet piece of garbage and up front and see if it works. So see if I have to change it out for one that works a little more. I guess you'd say, because yeah. saying it works is not really that's kind of broad. Yeah. But, you know, making sure everything works, the charger works, all that kind of stuff, getting assigned in to stuff. And then, you know, we do some cleaning because the truck's always nasty. But, you know, you get in a general routine. And you do the same thing with calls, you know. You you know who's going to get what part of the cot most of the time. You know, whoever gets to the back door first is going to do this or that. And, you know, I don't have to tell you to raise the head up and drop the back down so we can get to a curve or something you, you you see that kind of thing and you recognize it beforehand i shouldn't have to tell you to push the cot but you know we often have to tell people to push the it cot. happens a lot i'm like resting your fingertips on it doesn't help. <laughs> walking beside it doesn't help <laughs> it's a 150 pound cot and then however heavy this patient is and dragging it through gravel i'd appreciate it if you'd push it some please <laughs> That goes to our next one that we had on the list here, was pushes the dang cut. So yeah. I guess we kind of knocked it. I guess we've run into that right recently. There. Push the dang cut. Uh, another good quality is if you have a partner, that, and it, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the they they mesh well together, but they don't make enemies. You know, everywhere you go. Don't yeah, don't anger every staff, facility person, every firefighter or cop. Just. Even if they start off being a turd first, just kind of let it roll. Yeah, I, I use that roadhouse method. I've mentioned it before. You know, you got to be nice until it's time not to be nice. And that's usually several steps down. I mean, that, don't go in there and, and talk down to every person that you see or, you know, and, and be rude to the staff or the, even registration. You know, these people can make your life a little bit easier. They can make your life a little bit harder. Yep. And, you know, everybody's just sitting there doing a job. There's no reason to be a jerk about it. And we're kind of lumped in together. So when, if, if your partner was a jerk to somebody, they're going to kind of immediately associate you with the same jerkish behavior. You're yeah. kind of an entity. Even if you were just with that dude for like 12 hours, the next time they see you, they're thinking, oh, that's that, you work with that jerk, you know, so you're yep. probably a jerk too. Yep. So uh, one of the things that we have in common is we have similar interests. Uh, we're both nerds. We both like star wars and we both cross-dress right right <laughs> i dress as an ambulance driver every third day. um but yeah we, we we could talk about similar things too like you know the latest you know comic book movie or or whatnot you know articles that we read on the internet and whatnot so i mean that that's always nice that you can have things you similar interests to talk about instead of just sitting there trying to ignore each other yeah and if you know 
it, it, it's not like I, I do, you know, the underwater basket weaving and you're taking on gender studies. We're going to be like, well, we now have absolutely nothing to talk about. Yeah, I How mean, about uh, them balls? <laughs> your, your, your lengthy uh, knowledge of German polka history doesn't really help us here, so let's talk about something that's common between us both. It's like, uh, you know, if you, if you get that, that really crappy partner and somebody you have to stay with for a while, I mean, I've... I've even broken down and had to start reading books. <laughs> just so that's so, so I could just like not have to talk to somebody. It's like I'm gonna read about Abraham Lincoln over here so I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. You could always pull a notebook out too and pretend to be taking notes so you're like ultra serious. Like mm. that means do not interrupt. Another good thing that I like is somebody that uh, especially if I get along with them is they don't take off a lot. Because yeah. uh there again, I have to work with people I'm not used to and probably don't like. Yes. But, so the the less you take off, the better. Or if we could coordinate the taking off of shifts, that would be even better. Always preferable. The last thing we've got on our little list here that we could think of was somebody that checks their ego. And I guess we've kind of gone over that already with the doesn't make enemies kind of thing. But <clears throat> there, there's a lot of folks out here that really think that we're out here just saving lives and pulling people from the clutches of death well here's a news flash most of what we do is non-emergent very routine and this is in a busy 911 system it's it's mostly non-emergent stand by guys we're gonna take just a little quick break here and we'll come back with some more stuff hey folks just want to give some quick shout outs uh first one will be to kevin kevin's podcast show uh, one of my favorite podcasts out there. It's a funny political banter with a little redneck thrown in. Uh, I just love it. Also, uh, we got Derek with Derek's Heretics, a new podcast. He's got, I think, three episodes out now talking about the paranormal and aliens and all that kind of good stuff. So if you're into that or if you're not, give it a, give it a try. You might like it. So stay tuned for some more. Alrighty, folks, for the second half of the podcast today, we wanted to talk about the interworkings of EMS and fire, where they do get along, where we don't get along, different situations that I've been in with them. Uh, I know, like myself, I've worked for a fire-based EMS before, so I I have a pretty good idea of of things that go on on a day-to-day basis, at least for one. For a fire department that runs, you know, fires and EMS, it's a little bit different than one that's just strictly fire obviously but we uh we have like a it's it's i'd say it's about a 75 25 kind of split 75 percent of the people we interact with are just great good as gold helpful cool. yeah and then yeah. The, you got 25 percent that are just complete buttholes you know like why are you even here you know if you if you hate your job that freaking much I mean, we we whine and complain about stuff, but that's just something we like to do. That's why we do this podcast is because it, it, it's something to vent with, you know? We still like our job, or we wouldn't do it. We'd go somewhere else, but with fire, you know, I like take, for instance, some places that I've worked that are strictly fire. They don't run ambulances, blah, blah, blah. Some of the most helpful people that I've ever met, and you would think that a fire-based ambulance type service would know 
the way we do things, you know, and would would have a little bit more. I don't know if it's sympathy is the word, but a little more uh, understanding. Yeah, yeah, you know, let's not be a complete butthole, and let's not park like right in front of the driveway. Let's let's pull up about ten feet past so they can, you know, back the ambulance in to get the patient. Yeah, because the thing about it is, is when you block the entrance like that, we're probably gonna have to have some help to traverse the 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 grass or whatever it is you know to get around and you're gonna have to help so if you would just you know leave the paved area open for us it would save you you a lot of work also yes but uh you know i've had a lot of good fire crews that that we've worked with too over the years i mean some that go above and beyond and you know like always hey how you guys doing you know uh, Hope you have a good day, that kind of stuff. And you got some that are just complete jerks, no matter what time of day or night it is. And it's the same way with EMS crews, I know, but we are by far way busier. I mean, just way busier. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no contest on that. We've recently had, on consecutive shifts, we've had one firefighter who felt that we did way too much for a patient who needed some considerable intervention and they felt like we should have just not really done anything that wasn't an option not breathing and no pulse like why are you working her like well she's young uh it's fresh yeah that's what we're paid to do we we should and you know we don't know enough to not do it yeah i don't know how long we've been there a dozen people standing around watching us yeah it's (laughs) this would be a good time to if anything practice your skills you know yeah we don't know who's our next patient going to be, you know, similar circumstance, uh, having an opportunity to, you know, secure an airway and, and put some interventions in place keeps us fresh on these skills. Then you have these ones that, that think we do too little. Like, why aren't you doing this, 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 and this? I'm like, because it's a stub toe. Yeah. You know, probably don't need oxygen when they're not complaining of difficulty breathing. Their breath sounds clear and their sat's 99. I mean... I'm just saying. It looks good to me. I mean, it, it didn't come out of my pocket directly, but uh, it's a waste of equipment if they don't need it. <laughs> but we have a lot of instances like that. It's like every day you run into some crews that are just horrible, and then you got some that are just good as gold. It's like, well, could you have an in-service or something and teach the rest of these guys, you know, how to not be a complete jerk? Yeah, it's like we just can't quite get everybody on the same page. And, and maybe an in-service or something of the sort is exactly what we need. Because especially maybe, you know, City Fire has, has one perspective and they're used to doing things one way. And, and we're kind of the outside entity. Um, and the, the, the guys who run in the county, they're, they're a little different. They've got a little better idea of how things work on the EMS side. And a lot of them actually work on ambulances too, so they kind of get it a little bit more. Yeah, we've got a lot of crews. I mean, and they do the same thing for us. We'll we'll pull up on scene. I'm like, oh man, I'm glad you're here. You know, because yep. the last crew we ran with was a bunch of jerks. I'm glad to see you. You know, you always there's some that are on the same page as us. That you know, the same demeanor. If when you when you got about ten years in the business, you know, you've either chilled out or you've burned out one. I mean, you're you're hopefully not as squirrely. But then you, you know, we've had we've had fire crews. are like, oh, I'm glad to see you guys. You know, exactly. <laughs> You guys can lift or that's, whatever, you know. That's high praise around here. I'm glad to see you. <laughs> like, oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode or this 
bye week episode. <laughs> kind of slipped a little bit. Um, it's a rotating schedule. Can we do yeah, that? you know, we get tired sometimes. We yeah. can only do what we can do. Uh, you can find us, of course, at uh, Shiftender Podcast at Gmail. If you got any comments, questions, whatever you want to do, find us on the Anchor app. You can send me a voicemail if it's something you want put on the on the, uh, the the podcast. We'll be glad to post it on there unless it's something completely rude then you can kiss my butt uh, also shift in her pod at twitter so uh that's all we've got this week we'll see you next time peace